This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Jambo Salam, Saubona, Bonjour, and welcome to the Fashion Lab Show. My name is Liz Ogumbo Regis for your host. And thank you for tuning into our fashion lab. Now, on today's show, we are going to be focusing and just talking around brand development, joined by a very special guest who will be plugging in shortly. Um, however, it's just interesting to know and understand how uh, we can actually push ourselves beyond. I think reinvention is so key when it comes to our brands and how we grow. Um, now, people reinvent themselves all the time. You know, you take on a new challenge, you shift into more meaningful work. Or just, you know, whatever it is that can help you get yourself to the next level. Now, according to an article on the Harvard Business Review by Dory Clark, here are some five key steps that I think and I believe are also really key to reinventing yourself for the business marketplace. Whether your desired changes are small or big, I don't mind. <laughs> but it is time to reinvent. So the first thing or the first uh, key point is to just kind of Define your destination. We're going to go through this and I'm going to plug in, um, Edgy Benson shortly and we can just unveil this, uh, uh, key points. Now, redefining your destination definitely is the first point. The second thing is to just leverage your points of difference. I think that's really key as well. And we're going to open those up. The third key element or, or key point is to just redefine and develop your narrative. Um, uh, the fourth point that we're going to also touch on is to reintroduce yourself. I mean, once you've embraced your rebrand, you obviously have to make sure that people can understand who you are. We get lost and people lose reference and people forget. So, and the fifth thing is obviously to prove your worth. Um, and I think that that's also really key. So we're going to unpack these five key elements. But before I go into this, I would like to introduce our contributor, Edgy Benson, who also runs NU in New York. Uh, who's coming uh, live and direct from New York with his echoes from New York. Edgy, welcome to the show. How are you doing, Liz? I'm fine, thanks. Oh my gosh, you sound like you ate a frog. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, I'm just, I'm just listening to you and I'm carried away. How was your birthday? <laughs> oh, my birthday was beautiful. Who for the birthday. for the fashion world out there? I turned something yesterday, so <laughs> I'm still having those birthday blues. But it was beautiful. It was actually very low key, very different from how I do it. And I just think for me, I'm just happy to be alive and to be able to start another year. Um, so that was beautiful. That was nice. I had lots of wine and chocolate. Trust me, that's never a lack. Uh, There's never, <laughs> we never miss that, <laughs> but it was good. The wine part, especially. Yeah, the wine part is a part of me. Whoever's listening around wine, let's make this thing happen. We're tired of talking about, uh, who would you want to dress and a glass of wine with no wine in the house. But anyway, Edgy, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. What are you wearing and who made your clothes? Today I am wearing, um, an elbow jacket from, I'm wearing an elbow jacket from Trias for one of our brands that we really, really love. And I am wearing a pair of jeans from Ari Soho. Very nice. So I, I, I could not guess anything today and I did not catch you because I thought today there's got to be something special. Or something different. Uh, no, I skipped Diesel today. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Woo, give Diesel a break. Now, Edgy, thank you for joining us. And then for those of you who are tuned in for the first time, just a quick reminder, at the end of this show, we've got my favorite segment called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. And like I said, when you heard us making fun about wine, that's the glass of red wine. It's kind of what we use to unwind after a heavy, heavy conversation. Now keep your tweets coming. We're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We're on Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook and Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram. And uh, we'd just love to hear from you, uh, share your thoughts uh, with us around this topic. Uh, now again, for one more thing. Liz? If, yes. You're running so fast. We've got to know what you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Today I am wearing a beautiful... Before you run away. Before I run away. Before I run away, I am wearing a blue, beautiful, simple maxi. It's one of my... It's a bell... Uh, sleeve maxi and it's just like I think I have like 20 of these colors I think I have every <laughs> color every print because on the mornings when I don't know what to wear this is literally what you slip into throw on your manolos or whatever it is I don't care and go and this is just yeah. and if you see me you will think I am walking in or out of a Vogue shoot so don't even don't knock me off because of the maxi I'm feeling laid back but it's not mm, 
I'm stepping up. I'm holding yes. it down. Yeah. So anyway, uh, for those who are tuned in again, if you think there's a topic or conversation, especially around current fashion affairs, uh, within the continent that you feel you would love, uh, to hear us dissect or you'd love to discuss and dissect with us, Email us at info at fashionlabafrica.com. That's where we always be and we will be able to respond and to engage. Now, Edgy, uh, we have a special guest uh, who will be joining us shortly. But before we go into that, I want to go back to my points around uh, just steps that I feel are really key when it comes to reinvesting ourselves, reinventing ourselves as brands. Um, because we can't just be stuck in the same space. And same space could mean pursuing other industries that you are probably good at or you're probably mm-hmm. interested in but also have uh, a really strong skill for and uh, just being able to still grow. It doesn't mean that if you're in fashion and you want to get into music that fashion's going to die. I think it's just about how you leverage uh, all of your skills and still make sure that each of them are relevant. So the first thing I want to talk about um, is just defining your destination. Now, obviously we know rebranding is not easy. And if you, you know, if your plan is poorly thought out, you'll obviously end up confusing yourself and everyone else around you. Um, some say that in, you got to kind of people, some people say you got to build the skills necessary for your new path. And I actually refuse. I say, don't get into the thing without skills. Seriously. If you're going in and you're, and so AJ, let's talk about defining your destination. But I, I really think, and I cannot emphasize on this anymore. If you don't know how to bake bread, please go and make fruit salad. Please, I beg. If you do not know how to make shoes, please go and make bags. No, not even bags. Go and fry onions. Ch- just focus, focus. Okay, let's talk about redefining your destination, Edgy. What are you, or what's your two cents around that, especially when it comes to uh, our brands and how we want to evolve and how we want to remain relevant and reinvent ourselves without losing anything? Well, I think when you when it comes to brands, we do know that that's. I mean, remember, brand, brand, your brand is your identity. So. I mean, in a sense, you're saying reinventing your identity when you're talking about reinventing yourself or uh, reinventing brands, you know. So what, what, where are you right now and where would you want to be? I think those are very uh, key questions to answer where, where you are at the moment and where you want to be. And assess having a really good assessment of where you are in terms of who knows you, you know, how does your name ring as a brand? You know, and who, who is your market and what are your market eaters? What are your brand eaters? You know, what, what is your brand statement? What is your what what separates you from the other? So having assessed all of that at where you are at the moment, then you can decide to reinvent or to really, really, really perpetuate your brand, you know, like make it as solid as possible. You say, I agree with everything I stand for. And I have to find ways to build loyalty, um, reinforce my, my brand statement and my ethos and, um, you know, make sure that my, like this is really my consumer and realign myself better to, to them. I think that's, 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 that's branding. Like people have to know who you are as a brand, you know, so I think the important thing, first of all, is just reassessing where you are at the current point, Mm -hmm. you know, current term, and then thinking of how you can evolve, uh, you know, long long term. So now let's talk about leveraging your point of difference. Now, again, I think for me, this is definitely to focus more on your unique selling proposition, um, I think that's what people will actually remember and can actually use to your advantage. So my sister Nadima Kahan, who's a style architect, normally calls it your ID, which is not show me your ID when you're going to the club. I'm talking about ID, which in her, in her, in her terminology or in, or in her dictionary, it means irresistible differentiator. So what it is, yes. is what is it that actually sets you apart? We are a million, we are billions of people playing in the same industries. And I think the sooner you as a brand would sit down and actually understand what really sets you apart, then you would be able to definitely leverage off of that in a bigger way. What's your two cents on that, Edgy? You mean in terms of uh, leveraging your point of difference, yes, right? Yeah. 
which is also a very key well, point again on this conversation. I mean that 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 is the that is the whole point anyway. You know? That's why like once you've achieved once you have the point is knowing what your point of difference is though. You know, as a brand, knowing what separates you. It is only after that that you can leverage it. But and you... leverage Yes. Right. No, I was just and leveraging it could be could be anything. You know, it could be aligning yourself with with connections that you have, like uh, vi- visible visibility in terms of people who are famous, you know, um, mm. aligning yourself in that way, aligning yourself with the right retailers, aligning yourself with the right, it, it's the whole thing, with the right manufacturers, everything that enforces that name and keeps it as strong as you want it to be. I would think that's what perpetuates that difference that you have. But you, you do know? you know what I was going to say, Edgy? Also, do you think that there are actually brands out there who don't still don't know what their ID is? Because, oh, yeah. And then, and and if it's so, then how do you get into something without knowing? Like, does that go back to what we were talking about when when we speak about authenticity and stuff? We, how do you get into business of selling chicken if you don't know if you if you don't? What is it about your chicken? So no, how, look, you know. You know your chicken. You know your chicken but, very but the, well. But the thing yeah. is, it's about the people knowing what is the ID or what is the differentiating factor. Why should they go to KFC instead of going to Nando's? Or why should they go to Nando's over, you know, I'm just saying. So same thing with fashion. Why should anyone come to you, consume your brand or to buy my maxi versus going to buy whoever's I, maxi? I think- I think it all boils down to how you push that maxi, you know? I, 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 you know your, you know your maxi. It's just how do you articulate your maxi to the, to the consumer? I, I think that's, that's, that's the branding part of it. How your brand, how your, your maxi is articulated to the customer. What makes it different? And you actually have to be loud and clear about what makes your maxi different. And that's and what, And then the consumer yes. thinks and, about it. And, yeah. that, and that's where I'm going to, because I'm basically saying, to brands out there, if you still don't know what your ID is, if you still don't know what sets yours apart from the other, then that's then there's a problem. Then that it really is one of those things that has to really be focused on to be able to make sure that as you grow your brand, as you reinvent yourself, you also leave that sticky factor. People know exactly who you are and what it is about your brand. Um, okay, so now I want to talk about, just touch on the redefining and developing your narrative. And narrative, I feel, is still connected to this uh, sort of um, leveraging your point of difference because your narrative obviously is associated with that. Let's just touch on that quickly for like a minute, uh, Edgy. What's, I know that um, for those who are tuned in again, sometimes this thing sounds like, oh, we spoke about it again and you probably know what it is, but it's nice to touch on this point and uh, it's nice to touch on this point and uh, just kind of bring them to life. You know, these conversations that we are having um, – uh, conversations that can be had. I can listen to this every week and remind myself of my journey when it comes to my branding. But um, to just redefine and develop your narrative is also very key. You have to protect your personal brand. You need to develop a coherent narrative that really explains how your past fits into your present. And I think that that is what we definitely want to emphasize on is definitely a key thing to keep in mind. Edgy, what's your two cents on that? developing your narrative right Mm -hmm. well um i think that that is actually so every brand has to have a statement whether it's explicit explicit or uh or uh, correct you know but you you have to have a a, a, something that drives you like a, a driving message you know i think that's 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 your narrative you know like so for us as a as a manufacturing and development company we have this thing when we send, like if we send a bid to a customer or we send an introduction to a customer, it's very clear on top of our letterhead. We say, anyway, uh, design. So we list the things that we do, design, development, manufacturing, and sourcing. And then we have a little thing at the bottom that says, your possibilities are here. You know, in, in a sense, in that one little thing, you're kind of telling the customer, these are the things that you do, and this is what you offer. Like in terms of what is your proposition? I'm, I'm proposing that I can do everything that you want on, that, on, on all of these things that are listed. And I said, all your possibilities are here, you know? 
And, you know, I, it's, it's some little way of just putting your narrative out there. You know, from, from a design perspective, is always, our narrative is always visual, but there's always a thing that drives you visual. You but know, that's, yes, but that narrative, yeah, yeah. that story behind, that narrative is what we want to tap into, especially as African brands, because I just feel like, yes, it's great that we can see all the visual, but what is the story behind the story? But listen, um, Edgy, I'm loving this conversation. Um, we're going to deep in and delve into the two other points um, shortly. Uh, for those who are tuned in, this is the Fashion Lab uh, Africa. We hold it down here every Thursday, 2 to 3 p.m., dissecting the business behind fashion in Africa. And we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back uh, with our special guest. Uh, so just keep it locked. <laughs> Okay, we are back uh, by Fashion Demand, <laughs> and we've been talking about uh, just some really key points when it comes to reinventing ourselves as brands, and uh, we've already spoken about defining your destination. We spoke about leveraging your points of difference. We touched a bit on just also redefining and developing your narrative, which we feel uh, is something that we need to pay more attention to, to really talk about what's setting us apart and let people feel our stories from a deeper space. You know, we've got two more points, but I don't want to go through those points. I want to actually just go ahead straight and welcome and introduce our special guest. We are joined by uh, all the way from Ghana, Ghanaian Taylor and actor, also best known for representing Ghana in the 2013 Big Brother Africa reality show. Elikem Kumozi, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you very much. Is that a good introduction? It's all right. It's all right. Uh-huh, it's <laughs> many all right. people know me for many different things. So yes, but anyway, okay. but anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. In fact, thank you for joining us in person. Um, la, 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 la. we are not on Skype. We are in real, <laughs> we are here real time, real time, real, <laughs> real time, real thing. <laughs> We're here in Joburg. Yeah. So mm. it's, it's good to have you on the show. It's good to be here. And, uh, thank you again. What is it, uh, Elikem, that brings you to Joburg before we go further? Um, so I'm here for one of many things. Uh, I'm here, first of all, to shoot a movie. Um, and then I'm here to, you know, polish on my fashion skills. So I'm taking a few courses um, in fashion. So, yeah, that's that's basically why I'm in Johannesburg. I'm, I'm here to do, to do to act and I'm here to do fashion. It's very... Uh, refreshing And I love the fact That we're talking about Brand development And you're actually Sitting here Saying you also want to Continue to acquire um, right. Knowledge Yeah Just to be able to Leverage yourself To become a stronger brand Or Yes um, Everything all in all the, the main reason why I'm I'm taking a course In fashion Is to um, Better my skills um, so I'm, I'm more practical with my work. Yeah. I'm in the fashion designer, but I call myself Elikem the tailor because I s- actually sit behind the machine and, and do the work. <laughs> do you actually do that? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to polish, you know, polish on my skills. I'm trying, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to get my finishing right. Um, so everything I know is pure talent and skill. I have no formal education whatsoever on fashion. So this will actually be my first formal touch on, on, in the area. It's very impressive. And right. it's very, um, it's very impressive even from just the conversation we're having today around brand development and the fact that you can, you know, people normally think they've arrived and, you know, right. sure you know what that means. And people just feel like it's enough and they're enough and, right. that, and they stop right. and they could stop, 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 stop. So I think it's, I think it's really, um, commendable what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that you actually sit behind the machine, but we are learning as we go. So which is good. <laughs> do you have a group of tailors? What type of sort of workshop or what to- yes, sort of workspace so- do you? Um, I, I built my workshop from the ground up. I started with, uh, one machine, which I saved to buy to a workforce of, of about 10 machinists right now. Um, I'm, I'm the, the creative director and, and the fashion designer of the brand. And I've got people, the machinists who put the stitches together and whatnot. Um, yeah. So right now I've, I've got, I've got well about 15 machines. Maybe it's a mini factory, you know, but it gets the job done. 
And what sort of your, what, so let's talk about your, um, supply sort of chain or right. how you, you know, sort of kind of how your business works. You're a tailor, you say you, and I've seen it's Elikem, the tailor. Yes, ma'am. Do you do specifically focus on bespoke and, uh, customizing for clientele or do you actually have some sort of outlets where you also distribute from no. a ready to wear perspective? Yes. Um, right, right now, all I do is bespoke, um, couture stuff. So you come in, we take your measurements, we discuss what you want. It's strictly bespoke. Spoke. I am trying to branch actually into um, ready to wear stuff. So um, I'm, I'm looking at you know a few other designers and what they do. I recently went to see Sam of Kiswa um, dot com, who owns like the largest um, retail online store in in Africa. So um, and and he gave me a little bit of tips and and it's not easy. I, I mean I know it's not easy because I started from a point where it's not easy. So um I'm I want to eventually branch into ready to wear stuff but also be able to separate the ready to wear items from the couture cuz I am couture is my stronghold but you know we we're in business to make the money and I feel like a lot of the things I make can be related can be well related to ready to wear stuff and so that's where the money could be for me and it's it's also worth the try so for now I, I do just couture stuff but I'm thinking of branching. So tell me, Elikem, what role do you would you say Elikem the tailor is fulfilling within the value chain uh, in fashion? Because there can be, and like I said, and that's what I've, we've been talking about before you walked in, is we talk about a differentiating factor. Right. And because of the fact that we can have 20,000 shops selling chicken, but there's something about chicken shop A and the chicken in shop B. Right. What is it that really would you say sets you apart, and and what what gap are you fulfilling? Are you why are you in fashion? Why, why are you doing this? <laughs> okay, let, let me let me start from back to front. So for me, um, I, I started making clothes for myself. I wanted to look different. I wanted to look nice, and there was no fashion designer out there or tailor out there that could make me look the way I wanted to. And um, everything I did um, that looked hot was from my head and was better than whoever's designs that I've seen. Well, I obviously get inspired by other people's designs and whatnot, but um, most importantly, I, 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 I am able to do out of my head something that's creative enough and something that I love. And, uh, and then that's how I started. Other people would see and they wanted, and, and that's how the business actually started for me. Um, and the thing with my clothes are I always try to do a uh, contemporary with a touch of African. Um, and, and Africa is being placed in such a such an awesome place right now globally. Um, everyone wants to associate with Africa. So I don't have like a big online platform, but I'm able to sell across Africa and the world because of, let's say, one of the reasons are the platform on which I was in 2013, Big Brother Africa, gave me an African-wide audience. So um, people related, p- people, I I sold myself quite well on the show as a tailor. <laughs> you know, I, I wear an outfit of mine every day and put the tape measure around my neck. And so upon coming out, you get people ordering, um, Africans who live in the diasporas and whatnot, ordering your clothes and uh that's how it started for me. So it's always um, contemporary with a touch of African. So you, you'd you see like a like a nice tuxedo with like a strip of kente, which is the Ghanaian local fabric, running through there somewhere. And um, that's that's what I think is unique about my brand, the fact that it's contemporary, but it's it's got the African feel to it. Edgy, can you throw something in before I ask Elikem why he, why he cares? First of all, before you come in, Edgy, Elikem, why do you care? Why don't you just make yourself look hotto? Eh? Just your own self. Why do you have to worry about sharing so, this with all of the other boys? You know, you know the thing about the the thing about yes, you're making yourself look hot, and now it's entrepreneurship. Now you come out of the university, and the government is not helping so much, so you're trying to look for ways to make money, and you're like, this is what I love doing. And you go on to read all these inspirational books about when you can monetize your passion. You know, so you try and it works and then you go with it. (laughs) So that's what I did. I just tried to basically monetize my passion and what I love doing. And this is where I am.
It's beautiful. As you come in, <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Welcome, Elika. Thank you very much, boss. <laughs> we, we are so happy to have you. I mean, your story, I mean, so his story is so rudimental in, in the sense that it's, it's just his own love for, for clothing. It's so raw, you know? Yeah. And he, he went out and, and, and really, actualized it you know mm-hmm. put the designs in his head in, in 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 actual in real life and then built a business around it so that's that's really that's really cool to to see and i think my um i i was listening to to see where your your, your differences are where your your brand um differentiators are and i can see them you've already said you know how you you have Africa with a contemporary touch, and yes. you've, you've given examples of the the Tuxedo with the with the Kente strip and stuff, and that kind of a and, and I can visualize that look, and I can see how that is a brand in its own. How you can how that that comes out as a brand um, as a brand characteristic, you know, what people would look for and say, oh, that must that must have been done by him. I think it's something for designers listening, like those little things like that do separate you. Sometimes I feel like in Africa, maybe because we don't push our brand so hard, it's difficult to separate who who are from the other, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think you, you've actually uh, consciously or unconsciously have done it. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. It's, it's really good work, you know? Um, but I, I want to ask you something, though. So, so how long have you been doing this? Um, I registered my business in 2013, which will make it, um, 2013 March, which will make it four years. So let's say four and a half years to five years. Cause, um, a couple of months before I registered the business, I was, I was, you know, running around different tailors and trying to get the job done for other people. And then I actually owned my first machine at home. And then I went and registered it as a full-time business. So between four to five years. It's really cool. So, what 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 would you think is your so for your customers? If you were to kind of aggregate your customer experience, what what would you say it is? Because that is a big part of your brand, the customer's brand experience. Uh, say that again, please. <laughs> I didn't get the question. <laughs> so I was, in a sense, you've had several customers over yes, the years. Yes, of course, right? of course. Yes, yes, yes. So I was wondering what what what. In their perspective, what 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 do you think they see as you as their brand experience with you? What brand experience you? Because you get customer feedback. Of, of course, what, of course, what, of course, yeah. definitely. So, well, apart from the fact that there's one out of a hundred disappointed clients, which I'm sure every real designer would admit, <laughs> we have everybody yeah. else coming back to say. You know, and, and I, I wanted this, this shirt for this funeral. And when I got there, everyone was asking me where I got it from. And, you know, cause it looked different. And I stood out at the wedding and you have another client come to say, I look better than the groom. So feedbacks are great, you know, and, and, and people, people come back to tell you how different your outfit looked amongst, amongst every other tailored outfit in the building. Cause you know, in, in West Africa, for example, tailoring is a big thing now. Everyone's, everyone will literally be wearing a tailored outfit at a wedding and it, it's nothing just ready made or bought from the store outside. So you, 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 your clients come back with the feedback of how they were so different and someone else wearing like another top designer asked where they got that from. And, and that fulfills it's good it's it's good enough fulfillment because then you know um even if you're not making as much money as you should be you are on the right path to um to making your brand what you've dreamt of it becoming because you know in in every area of um craftsmanship um especially with people who are creative in the creative industry every every job you do every artwork you put out there um is meant to be something different, something dear to you. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, if you've got that much passion for your work, <laughs> everything mm-hmm. you put out there is, mm-hmm. is supposed to be the new you. It's supposed to be um, 
I don't know if you understand what a I'm be, saying. A, be, a piece of your soul. <laughs> exactly, your soul. that's the word. Yeah. Thank, I, thank I you get, for pulling it out. Yes. Yes. yes, I get it. So for yeah. me, it's you know, it's 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 a it's good. It's it's it makes me happy every time I get that kind of feedback from clients, especially. Now I want to come to you, Elikam, and just as a person who's multifaceted or multi-skilled. Uh, um, yes. I don't want to say talented. Everyone's <laughs> feeling like God gave them talent. But how do you actually, first of all, I'm sure you do deal with people come up to say, now which one be on? Mm, choose. Do you have that situation where you feel or have you ever felt like as much as you're very strong in everything that you do, that you have people who are still saying, Elikem, which, what are you? Who are you? Which one? Yes. So I've had that question many times. Are you, do you want to be an actor <laughs> or, or are you a fashion designer and doesn't the two clash and how are you able to manage it? I get that question all the time. And I, I say to people, you know, it's, it's like I gave birth to twins and maybe they're fraternal <laughs> twins. Maybe they're identical. I don't know, but I kind of discovered both around the same era. So I, I deferred, um, a, a, a year in the university. At level 300 And that's when I discovered fashion I went into school Trying to act Around the same time I got my first um, Gig From auditions And whatnot. So It all started Around the same time And then I went into The Big Brother Africa house um, And I shot a few movies And I was on a cover Of a few movies So People knew me On African Magic And DSTV To be an actor And people knew me um, for fashion because I was advertising my clothes on the show. So at every point in time, there hasn't been an opportunity to hype one more than the other. And I have so many clashes. Yes. But I, I say, you know, it's, it's like you can't kill and you know, parents lie and say they love every child equally, but they've got their <laughs> favorites. <laughs> and so I think my, my, my favorite will, will be fashion maybe, but I've got so much love for acting as well. You know, I abandoned everything back home. To come and act this one great movie that we're shooting here in, in South Africa. But because I didn't want to cheat this, this child of mine, I said, let me take a course in fashion. So I feel like you're I, doing too. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a difficult question to answer. And I've said to myself many times, you know, put acting aside for a little bit, a little bit and concentrate on fashion because a jack of all trade is really a, a master of none. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this from the angle of they clash so much. Because, um, not like I'm a big celebrity, but you know, quite a few people know me and quite a few people want me to work for them. So you, you get offers that are sweet and you're called to act this movie that's paying you this amount of money and it's with this big producer that's going to project you some more. And now maybe <clears throat> like right now back home, I'm doing three different weddings and Ghanaian weddings are big. They have a, a team of 15 groomsmen and nine wow. groomsmen. So I've got like a holding order of almost 40 suits to finish. And I'm here in South Africa and I'm, I'm trying to coordinate my, my little brother who's also my manager and the tailors and they're not coping because it's, and it's, it's hard. <laughs> like I'm, I go crazy every single day. I was on the phone yesterday for two hours. Spitting my mind to my tailors because it's, it just doesn't work. And so I need to strike the balance. So, so I need to give maybe acting a break and do fashion full time for a good number of years so that when it's well established mm-hmm. or if not give, give acting a break totally, I need to just be able to say whatever it takes. Let me ground. Um, fashion properly before I, I get back into both or something. Yeah. You know, so you're basically in that space where, for me, what I hear from you is you don't have to prove to anyone what yeah. your strengths are. That's already defined. It's just about you now really balancing your story and trying to really see how you can build both, but trying to also be realistic about it. I think, um, out of the key points I was talking about, um, with Edgy earlier before you walked in, uh, we spoke about a few things. We spoke about your brand ID, which you seem to be very strong on. We yeah. spoke about leveraging your points of difference, which is also kind of just kind of around there. We've spoken a bit about your narrative. I mean, which I feel is kind of, you know, based on your journey and your story, there is a strong, uh, there's a, there's a, there's something, there's depth into wanting to associate yeah. with your brand as yeah. a consumer. And then we're, we're speaking about, there's two more things I want to touch on. Obviously, we, we want to touch on proving your worth. But like I said, again, proving your worth 
maybe to other people. I mean, maybe to yourself, not to others. So yeah. you already know kind of, you're grounded enough to know that you're good at what you do. Right. It's just about striking a balance. And then reintroducing yourself. So my question to you again, um, Elikem, is do you, um, because I feel like you can do both. And I feel like, um, and I'm going to say to you this as a creative as well. I am a musician. I'm a fashion designer. Right. And I do run my things. And right. I run a couple of other things. And my husband sometimes says, Liz, choose one. I mean, he used to say, he doesn't <laughs> say anymore, but he would right. say, choose one thing and run with it. And I'm saying to him, if I'm on tour, if I'm playing in a few festivals away and say it's 30 days, I'm gone. It's 30 days I'm gone. I don't right. do my tailoring. I've got tailors. Of course. I don't, I'm not doing my, there's a lot of things I'm not doing. And if I had to flip it and say, okay, fine, let me stop the music and do the fashion. Fashion is not something that I wake up doing from morning to night. From exactly. So again, it's back to the creative industry and how you say, even though you have to strike a balance, my advice to you though, Elikam, is don't, we are, we are born, we are hot today, <laughs> we are here today, right, now is right, now. Right. In Swahili, they say, Leo ni Leo. Right. That means whoever's talking about tomorrow is lying. Today's today, it's now. Right. So I feel like you need to do as much, as long as you can do it, do everything within both angles that you need to do today. Run with it because maybe next, in the next two years, you're talking about you want to come back. You might, they might not you, have closed. Exactly. <laughs> the bus might have left. Might have left. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm not able to, you know, Strike the balance or, or find the balance point because, um, sometimes there's such a huge clash. You're, you're feeling like, and to be quite honest, maybe music, um, does a good thing for you. Maybe. Um, and, and so does acting. But where I come from, um, well, I've, I actually feel like I have gotten to that point where I'm being paid well for acting. But where I come from, um, the, the movie industry, um, it's not something you can bet your bottom dollar on. You know what I mean? Um, having your own thing to do, which is in my case, fashion is, is more like my baby more than that's what I'm saying. That that's my favorite m more than the acting. Cause with an acting job, I'm not a, I'm not an executive producer. I'm not a what, what I, <coughs> excuse me. I actually wait to be called to shoot a movie. So, um, for me, fashion is, is, is a bit more, um, on the realistic side for me. Uh, um, acting, acting is what I do and, and, and I went to school for it, but passion came to me naturally. I, I kind of, well, I, I might have a bit of talent in acting, but I, I, I kind of uh, went to school to, to learn to act and fashion just came to me. So, um, striking the balance is quite difficult. And, and I guess you, you do your fashion thing until something in music pops up for you. <laughs> it's the same for me. I, I do my fashion thing until something in movie pops up for me. And then when it means traveling across the waters all the way to, let's say, a Johannesburg to do something that's movie related, then you leave everything that's entirely fashion behind. You know what I mean? Um, which, it's not so so it's so good. It's never really a good balance, and, yeah, I, and I think also that you know, Elkem. I think it's about for me one of the things I'm moving with this this year is living in the moment and maximizing and making that moment work. Of course, it sounds a bit ridiculous and a bit blase, but I think. Um, we can sit down and think about so many ways and I'm not a business coach. So whoever's <laughs> thinking and taking notes on what I'm saying, I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a, no, I, you, you, I, you know a few, you know I'm a few a, things. I'm a, I'm a girl who learned everything from the street. I wake up, I learn, I do, I move, I go. Right. So I feel like everybody have different stories, but I think for sure, my biggest thing, especially for those who are tuned in is as long as you have the skill, I think you're good. Your, your balance will come. How do you explain of to course. someone? Everyone, I'm sure, have different balances. Of course. Of course. You're, you're right. And if you're not good for it, if you're not, like I said, if you don't know how to bake bread, don't go and fry chicken. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, let's not confuse, let's not even. That's where the conflict <laughs> comes. Like you find yourself doing both so well. And you know, I, I, I read something somewhere. They said, um, with whatever you're doing, if you can find the majority out of a hundred people telling you it's good, then it must be good. True. And I, I get, um, between the 80 to a 90 people telling me my acting is good. 
and I get an 80 to a 90 out of 100 telling me your fashion sense is amazing and your clothes are beautiful and, and your details are extraordinary and your finishing is perfect. So I'm thinking, ah, come on guys, at least let it be 20 here and 90 there and let me know which one I'm good at. <laughs> so you, you get confused because everyone's praising you for everything and you're like, okay, so what am I doing now? And, and like I'm saying, is, is the love for it. Back home, I'm able to balance it properly because if I go on set and shoot a movie from, let's say, 10 a.m. to 5 or 6 in the mornings, I'm able to see my boys. And at night, I'm able to check the work. But now when you're far away, because the other job demands you're far away, then, there be, mm-hmm. then there's a little bit of a problem. You know what I mean? And you're the sole creative director. <laughs> you know, no, you, you, I've interviewed people. I've tried to work with people, but it's just not the same. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Edgy, what, you, what, you want to jump in there? Yeah, because for me, it's also a personal experience where I run to companies that are, they do, they, they do have some areas of synergy, but they are totally divergent in a sense, you know. So I have Enui, which is a fashion development company. And then I do have Enui Home, which is an interior, interior company. So, right. um, I, I also, know how to lay a place well. You know, people might tell me, oh my God, you could do something with with interior decoration because I can lay a place very well and I make right. amazing rugs. But my love is is fashion. You know, I... Uh, <laughs> it's so you see? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, fashion, fashion is something that you, once you get into, you know, I know people who are 77, 80 years old and they sit on their, on their cutting tables and cross their legs and they're still stitching suits. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's such a beautiful craft, you know, well, and acting as well, but there's just something so uniquely fresh about being a, a designer and being able to actually relate to the clothes and, and make the clothes. I think because it's such a physical art. You know, exactly. It's such a physical art that has, I mean, it's physical, it's visual, it's, it's tangible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like falling in love with, with, with a woman, you know, and you wanting to, you know, touch her every time and, and be the one, <laughs> be the one to make sure, you know, it's, it's, it's quite physical. <laughs> Maybe that's a wrong kind of explanation, no, but you know what I mean. It's good. It's a love affair. It really is. It is. It, it is. is. Elikem, tell me, um, and also Edgy, I'd like to hear from you because you also do wear a few hats, but kind of still within a similar space. Elikem, have you ever felt lately from say like 2013 to we are now in 2017, have you felt the need or do you do this as an exercise to kind of reintroduce yourself? To, because, to the audience Because remember first of all We live in a world where You've got so many social media platforms You've got right. so many media it's platforms So much competition So much right competition now. If Elegem doesn't If somebody does If Elegem doesn't release something today People in like you, you, Do you find yourself having to Sort of keep up with Reintroducing yourself And then what sort of channels do you use To um, do that Because I think it's very important Well the, the simplest Okay I'll say yes First of all I'll answer in two different ways. And the simplest way to keep reintroducing yourself is just be good at what you're doing. I recently got nominated for best fashion designer of the year in Ghana. You know, you're, you're, you're called by different blogs to be this top designer. Cause maybe you've made an outfit for, um, I'm, I made, I make, um, outfits for former BET award winner Stoneboy from Ghana. And imagine he goes out of the country and he wears your suits and he tags you in them. So you're being refreshed in people's minds day after day. And it's, it's still you working. You're not making an extra effort to go out there to maybe pay for advertisement to be on TV. And it's like that. That's, that's one part of it. Just keep doing your work and. You, you'll be seen and noticed because. And, and social media, obviously. Yeah. I mean, mostly on social media because a good thing doesn't go past whatever. When you do something nice, people just want to retweet. People just want to, um, repost. All the haters it, just want to look, but as long as it's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't care what they do. You know do. what I mean? It's there. <laughs> and, and the second thing for me is, um, because I'm also an actor, I'm into all these different kinds of, um, um, endorsement videos and, um, so there's two sides of me. There's, there's the raw personality side and then there's the fashion brand. So because people relate to me directly as being the designer of my brand and a creative director, they see me on the, all these other platforms and they're able to relate. To, oh, that's that designer guy again. 
you know, and if they've forgotten about you, they'll be like, oh, let's check out what new collection he's got, you know, stuff like that. So it's, um, there are two things for me. It's, it's, that's another reason why the acting is also quite important to me because it, it keeps me in the loop. It keeps me in the, in the space, in people's faces. People will see me on TV and if they're trying to forget about me, they'll be like, ah, and this guy mm-hmm. makes clothes as well. You know, so that, that's one part for me. And the other part is I just keep doing my work the way I know and I try to be good at it. Of course, I do, I, I still do my photo shoots and I put them out there and, and I get a few bloggers to post and write, but it's also the natural side of it where you do outfits for people on the red carpet. The, the Just End the Ghana Music Awards, I, I have, um, four, four guys I dressed being, te- being in the, the top 10 best male, um, dressed of the, of the evening and then they move to the top three. So it's like, me multiplied by four, which is one designer in that space, and then other designers get one spot each. So you know, it's 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 all those different things that um, keeps you in and up there. But it's very difficult. It's very difficult, but also very necessary mm-hmm. to to be in the in in that light that space. Mm-hmm. To, to keep to relevant keep, keep being visible especially for for business reasons as well because you know you're trying to also maximize yeah yeah that, that should be the bottom line edgy i was gonna say for you i feel like your work that you do i feel like your work that you do for all of these brands and uh, in new york almost swallows or make or keep makes almost we almost forget that you actually are a designer in your own right how do you keep up or how have you thought about reintroducing yourself to the market or have you are you waiting to do something and then come back and remember, remind us that edgy benson is here from a fashion design perspective as well how do you how are you going to do that because i think you you have to do that we we forget that you're a designer yeah, I think that has always been a hunger for me. And of course we do, I do a private line of shoes. I always find a way to, to, to interject myself in, 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 on the design ends, uh, whenever I can. But now with the opening of this store, we have a line that is just for anyway. That's our, our own signature line. So now I have a ton of designs that I'm, I'm working on. And of course, like for the line we're doing with uh, the WNBA people, that line I'm designing it myself. And normally we design a lot, but we're designing people's vision. So that you're not really designing your own vision, you know? Um, but they gave me free range, you know? So, so this year has been great, but I have to tell you, it's always been a struggle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's been a beautiful conversation here in studio. We are talking fashion and like today is also very special because I'm not saying the other conversations we have around fashion and not so passionate but today it was like oh my god fashion fashion let's love love it's been such a love affair and it, it's so real and it's so authentic and for me it's so refreshing to see everyone who's so passionate about their craft because that is really like the truth from the inside out you can't fake it either you're in it or, or you're just in it right right so i think um all i want to say elikem is thank you for joining us for our listeners who want to so um, much for having me yeah for our listeners who want to connect with you first of all before we plug in your handle or your website what can we expect from elikem now in the next day well so like i said i'm here to you know polish on my skills a little bit and i kind of veered away from um woman clothing but right after leaving here i'm getting back into it full force so um my new woman's my first a new woman's line after a long time should be something to look out for and uh that's just that as as for as for the movie you know um just keep watching the movie space you you so you're not tell- you're not kissing you're not telling no. no well it's you know good things come out of 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 africa you know and i've gone past the stage where i I agreed to do a crappy movie. So, you know, and you know what they say, you're as, as good as your last job. Not like this is my last job, but, um, it, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my handle right now and, and people can, can go follow me or look me up. And, um, in the, in recent times, the, the movies I've done have been, you know, um, nominated and I've won awards and whatnot. So, um, in, in the least is to say they're a good movie. So we're just trying to keep up and follow the trend. We, we're not, you know, there's, there's a thing about getting up there and, and falling down. You can't fall down when you get up there. You know, it's, it's very difficult to stay up, but I make an effort to stay up. So that's what I'm saying. Good. 
beautiful. Good, good. Yeah. And your hand, and your handle? So what's your handle? Yes, it's Elikem Kumoji. So it's E L I K E M. So I muttered the name too. Oh Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's E L I K E M, and then Kumoji is K U M O R D Z I E. So it's it's the two handles on Instagram. There's one that's the strict fashion page, and then there's one that's a regular page for everyday. Every day, everything, and it's the same on on Twitter. Um, Elikem the Taylor, but once you put in Elikem Kumoji, you find everything. Same on Facebook. Um, website is www.elikemkumoji.com. Um, the website, uh, I, yeah, I don't know what yeah. you might see on the website. Maybe maybe it's still under construction since I left. Ghana. <laughs> it's it's been under a few alterations since I left Ghana. And uh, we'll let you slide, Baba, because yeah. you've been here. You're doing great. You're, you seem like a mover and a shaker. So we'll let you slide on that one for today. It'll be done in about a month, you see. <laughs> okay, but it's really it's been really nice to have you. Now, Edge, thank you obviously for your contributions on the show. We love to get uh, that little um, insight from that side of the world as well. Elikem, thank you for joining us. Now we have thank this you li- so much. Yes, we have this little segment called "Who Would You Want to Dress and Why?" Tingling,ling,ling. I said I was gonna. Yeah, we're tingling,linging now. But who would you want to dress and why? We're gonna start um, with you and Edgy, and then I will finish. Okay, so I, I, it's not impossible to to pick a Denzel Washington or Will Smith, and let me say why. So I'm an I'm an actor. So, and my role models are Denzel Washington and Will Smith. I, I look up to them, I watch them, I'm like, Ash, I need to act like this guy and get into this space. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'd want to dress them also is because they have such an inspiring and forward story. Um, look them up, listen to their interviews and listen to the, the, the quotes and sayings and, and their inspirational talks. And, and you know what I'm talking about. And, it would just be an honor to dress them apart from the fact that, you know, if Denzel Washington wears my suit, that's like a good million orders <laughs> from a good million people. It's, it's Thanks. also for me, you know, breaking the bridge between my role models and, and having a personal relationship with them. Cause it's from measurements to fitting mm-hmm. to communication. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. can I be in your next movie? Mm-hmm. Can you we know, have so. one? Uh-huh. And Edgy, thank you. Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? Besides, besides, like, besides me, you, and besides Elikem, please. I beg. <laughs> well, I would like to try one of Elikem's suits, though. One of those no, uh, suits. Well, of who course. would you want to dress and why? Baba, stay focused. <laughs> I want to dress me in Elikem's tuxedo. See, okay. that's a good answer. <laughs> that's okay. a good answer. <laughs> Guys, okay, so today I want to dress, uh, Ghanaian, um, now that we have, uh, Elikem in the house, I thought Ghanaian, um, musician, uh, music artist, uh, um, uh, Miss V. Oh, because yeah. Miss V is very cool. She's very fresh, different sound. Yeah. Um, I've dressed her before, uh, for video when she was here shooting her stuff. Okay. But I think she's a good, nice girl to dress. I think I can do so much. When I look at my pieces and I look at her, I'm like, mm-hmm. I could take her to like, hoo la la la. So, Miss V it is. But otherwise, for those who are tuned in, this is the Fashion Lab Africa. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com. We hold it down here every Thursday, two to three Central African time. Think about your businesses and think about how to reinvent yourself so that you don't get in the dustbin or in the trash. If you know what's better, it's peace and love until next week. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.